0: hello everyone shalom how was your day how is your week going how how's everything how's life how's school how is work have you eaten today i mean like a proper meal not just caffeine or whatever if you've not eaten please get something to eat unless you're fasting and if you are fasting I mean, like a spiritual fast, not intermittent fasting. If you are fasting, please make sure to spend time with God. Spend time with your father. Pray, read your Bible. Otherwise, you're just going on a hunger strike. And even if you're not fasting, remember to always spend time with the Lord. Always create time to spend time with your father. Just talk to him. Listen so that he can talk to you as well because communication goes both ways you cannot keep talking and then you're not listening to what the other person is saying so in order to strengthen your relationship with the lord spend time with him listen worship praise praise and read your bible let reading the bible become a habit let it be part of your daily routine A sure way to hear from the Lord is by reading your Bible. Yeah. The Bible is the word of God. Abba speaks to his children through his word. And he will reveal things to you through the Bible. You can start gradually. You don't have to read like five chapters a day. You can start gradually. You can start by reading one chapter a day. And then gradually you grow from that. So yeah. Welcome or welcome back to another episode of the Raisin Army Podcast. So I'm currently reading Dr. Luke's book. And by that, I mean I'm reading the Gospel of Luke. Yeah, the book of Luke, the third book in the New Testament. (laughs) Yeah, maybe you're wondering why I'm calling the book Doctor Luke's book. It's because Luke, the author, was a physician. He was a doctor, and I just feel like calling the book Doctor Luke's book because it's fun. It's fun. I just want to call it that. Do I call every single author of the Bible by their profession? No, absolutely not. It's just this. Is just the first time, and I just think it's fun, and I want to do it. So yeah. I started reading Doctor Luke's book, um, probably last week or so. Yeah, and yeah, you know when you're reading when you're reading the book of Luke, you know that this man took his time to really do research about <laughs> when writing the book. Because tell me why chapter one is eighty verses? Like you are introducing the book to me. Why is chapter one so long? Why why is it so long? The book of Luke is actually quite long, but I'm not discouraging you. It's actually a really good book. It's um it was written to Gentiles, also to say yeah, it's it was written to Gentiles. It's a really really beautiful book. It's the only gospel amongst the four gospels that records the song of Mary. It's a beautiful song. Doctor Luke researched. The details of his book by talking with people who knew Jesus really well he does talk about the divinity of Jesus but also emphasizes on the humanity of Jesus there are some parts that he just summarizes and then there are others where he is very detailed about the story he is writing Dr. Luke actually wrote two books in the Bible. He wrote the book of Luke and the book of Acts. Even though the four Gospels were written by four different people, they were written to different audiences, and even though the tone of their delivery and writing is different, they still capture the same thing. They tell the same story. Different witnesses telling the same story. I really want to know how many books Dr. Luke wrote in his lifetime because the way he even started the book, the way he started the book of Luke, you know that this is going to be interesting. (laughs) Maybe it's just me being a little bit too excited about, you know, reading the book of Luke. But really, listen, you know, this man was educated and you know, this man knew what he was doing when he wrote therefore since I myself have carefully investigated everything from the beginning it seemed good to me to write an orderly account for you you just know that this man knew what he was doing he took his time to write his book and you can see why he carefully investigated everything writing an orderly account because he says it in the next line He says so that you may know the certainty of the things you have been taught and of course you cannot know for sure whether or not what you have been taught or told is true or not if you do not do your own research, your own investigation as Dr. Luke would say. Even after hearing something you have to go and check to see if what you have heard is true or whether it is false if you have not read the book of luke i 100% recommend you go read it it's it's a very interesting book it's really nice i know i said it was long but i think the longest chapter is i'm still reading though the longest chapter is definitely chapter 1 after chapter 1 he sort of dials it down a bit so it's definitely worth the read go and read the book of luke and who knows maybe one day we can organize you know a little bible study together oh my gosh that would be so nice we can organize like an online bible study session tell me what you guys think but yeah i should really stop talking about the book of luke now and start talking about what exactly i want to talk about in this episode this episode is about a testimony yes a testimony of how i almost did not write my finals but the lord came through the lord made a way when i felt like all hope was lost please bear with me because i am one of those people that would tell 10 stories in one because everything is connected like everything is connected. So please bear with me. Where do I even start? How do I begin? I've tried recording this before. It did not come out the way I wanted it to. I couldn't even finish because I was I was nervous. I was I could not remember some details. I do not know how I was going to do it because I kept going back and forth. But I hope I really hope that this time around I'm able to Say, it's how it is. Or at least try my best. I'm going to try my best to say this in a calm and collected manner. So let's start the way every normal story would start, from the beginning. Also, I sincerely apologize for how my voice is going to sound throughout this episode. It's sort of a late apology, but I have it cold. So. My voice it's is not going to be like in the same frequency. It's going to be high sometimes, low sometimes, deep, light, shaky. Just please bear with me. Thank you for your for your understanding. So at the beginning of the semester, my parents could not exactly raise the full tuition, so they decided to or we decided to pay half then. Before I would start my exams, they would try to pay up the remaining balance and then like I would be able to write my exams and everything and I wouldn't have a problem. Because I guess just like every school, you cannot write exams. You will not be allowed to write exams without the full tuition paid, like without paying the entire full amount. So they just wanted to pay something. So I would be able to register early. And then start my classes so i wouldn't miss out on a lot and then that was it we paid half and then i registered started my classes everything went without a hitch i'm really sorry for the background noise it's raining outside now i went about the semester doing everything you know i wasn't really bothered because i was i had that confidence that before it was time for exams my parents would you know pay up the rest now keep this in mind that was my last semester like a few months ago that was my very that was my last my final semester in the university yes that is why I started talking about this in the last episode I wasn't really sure if I would go into details because honestly I didn't want to talk about it in the last episode but yeah I gave like a brief not so brief but brief intro into you know the entire situation did I say a few months ago literally last month (laughs) it's September and then I wrote my exams last month I finished exams on the 24th of August yeah so it's funny because last semester was probably my busiest semester ever I had exams back sorry I had tests back to back i had assignments there was so much going on academically that i did not know how i still don't know how i was able to go through like do everything it had to be the grace of god because i know that being able to go through all that i went through without having some kind of mental breakdown or panic attack is is not natural There was so much to do within a very short period of time. But somehow through everything, I was calm. Normal me, like usually, whenever I have a lot to do within a very short period of time, I would at least have like a few mental breakdowns a day. And then I would get up and do everything that I have to do. But this time around there was just I had I had this calm spirit inside of me and somehow I was able to submit all my assignments before the due time not due date before the due time because <laughs> I was submitting some assignments a few hours before the deadline yo I don't know how it happened this is nothing short of the grace of God So normally we would have a free week before exams but this time around we did not exactly have a free week because of the time constraints, everything honestly, I feel like last semester was not properly planned because so much was happening at once, everything was just happening at the same time. But somehow glory be to the Lord, we survived. So a week before exams, I started thinking about you know the outstanding payment, but then I pushed the thought aside because I was like, this is not the first time that this is happening my parents have paid half and they have they were able to pay up the rest before I started my exams and I was able to write my exams everything went well so I was like this time around everything is going to be the same everything is going to be fine so I wasn't worried so that week before exams my dad called me and told me not to worry that they're working on how to raise the money and that everything would be fine yeah I believed him and I was like everything would be fine there's nothing for me to be worried about so on Sunday I went to church sermon was amazing everything was fine everything was going so well and then the pastor said something he said this week he declared while praying he was like this week the lord will show up in your life like never before I was like, amen, you know. Funny thing is, I wasn't even thinking about any problem in my life when I said amen, when he was praying and declaring. But even after church, I kept repeating the words of the pastor. I said, the Lord is going to show up in my life this week like never before. And then I decided to fast for the next three days. Because I usually try my best to fast for three days every month. Sometimes the Lord leads me to fast for more than three days. So I usually end up fasting for more than three days. But I always, always try my best to fast for three days every month. Now again, I wasn't thinking about my tuition. It wasn't even the reason why I wanted to fast. I was fasting because it was something that is part of my monthly routine, if I can say it that way. So the next day being Monday, still no news, nothing. I spoke to my parents, but we did not really say anything about the tuition. And I was to write my exams, like my first paper, on Saturday. Saturday of the same week. So I did not get any news, nothing, until the next day. My mom called. Usually I would discuss this with my dad. But this time around it was my mom that called me. And she said they were having problems raising the remaining balance. I didn't know what to say. I just kept quiet over the phone. Because it did not seem real to me. It felt like this was a simulation. Like this was, it was a prank. I was waiting for her to at least say we have half of the money. But we're still trying to raise the remaining. But that was not even close. (laughs) There was nothing on the table how I was able to keep it together I still do not know how I still don't know how it happened but we finished talking and then she said I should go to school tomorrow to go and see the bossa because a friend of hers is also a friend of the bossa so she said to go and meet the bossa of the school to ask if there was a way for me to be allowed to write exams because i mean it's my last semester if there was any way if there's anything i can do for them to let me write exams and then my parents would make sure to gather the money as quickly as they can and then pay up everything to be honest i didn't want to go and meet the boss because i was like is there really anything this man can do like what what i do not know i was i was perplexed but i kept my cool. I said okay no problem i'll go and meet him tomorrow So the next day I got ready I showered and then called my mom she said to call him first to know if he's in school tried calling him I could not reach him my mom tried calling him she could not reach him then she had to call her friend to call the busser and then somehow my mom called me and told me to get ready and you know to go to school I went to school and it happened to be that the boss's office is in the registration block and usually a week before exams and throughout exams students are not allowed to go into the registration block because you know exam papers question papers everything is there so students are not allowed to enter somehow i totally forgot about this information it's very vital information and then i carried my two legs to school i i was about to enter Then the security guard stopped me. She said, Students are not allowed to enter. Read the sign. I was like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I forgot this. So I called my mom again and told her what was happening. I tried calling the man again and again, called him over and over again. I could not reach him. So she said to sit and wait. I did just that. She tried calling the man, she called her friend to call the man and then i don't i can't remember what happened again because honestly i was i was tired i was hungry then a miracle happened this man walked out of his office and he walked past me if i was not paying attention he would have probably walked by and i would have been sitting there waiting for something to happen immediately i saw him i got up at first i couldn't really recognize him but i got up and i walked fast i almost ran towards him so we talked as we walked because he had to go and do something and for some reason he was walking really fast anyways i told him everything that was going on and then he said there's actually nothing for me to do i have to pay the outstanding or at least i have to pay half of the outstanding then i i should write a letter to the vice chancellor requesting that i be allowed to write my exams that was not the, the response i was expecting honestly so i called my mom and explained everything to her she said she would call me back and then after like 30 minutes she called me back and told me to go back home she was like waiting around will not do anything so just go home and rest so i did just that i came back home i rested a bit and i was about to start reading my bible and then that was when the lord led me to read the book of joshua i was already reading the book of psalms but then the lord led me to the book of joshua and at first i was like i cannot read the book of joshua because the book of joshua is like part of the israelite journey so in order to read the book of joshua i would have to start from the book of exodus and And it would take time for me to finally get to the book of Joshua. But the Lord was like, nope, open the book of Joshua. Read the book of Joshua. So realizing that there is no way for me to bargain my way out of this, I decided to, you know, turn to the book of Joshua. Now, even before I decided to read my Bible, even while I was in the car, I, reality dawned on me and I was like, what if I will not be able to write my exams this semester what if everything was for nothing what if everything i went through this semester was for nothing and i would have to go over it again next semester so many questions i was asking so many questions but then when i got home i was like i'm going to read my bible and then the lord led me to the book of joshua but before i even started joshua 1 before i started reading chapter one the holy spirit led me to joshua one verses five this is the first time this particular thing has ever happened to me that after leading me to read a particular book the lord would lead me to a particular chapter even before or a particular verse even before i start reading the book so i was hesitant at first but i turned to joshua one verses five before I started even reading verse 1 and it says no one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life as I was with Moses so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. After reading the verse I felt sane by God. I felt comforted and then I started crying because it felt it felt good. It always feels good to know that the Lord is there watching you, that the Lord, is, the Lord has your back and that he is there to comfort you even when things don't seem like they're going well. Throughout Joshua 1, the Lord is basically encouraging Joshua and telling him what he would do, what he is going to do. The Lord keeps telling Joshua to be courageous and to be strong to not be afraid and that he is going to be there with him to guide him and to tell him what he should do that he would be with him everywhere Joshua would go and how he would give everything to Joshua he would give every possession to Joshua and the Israelites that evening my dad called and we spoke about everything he said he was looking for ways to come up with the money and then I would always say, everything will be fine. I was encouraging my parents. I was telling my parents, everything will be fine. And then my dad would say, okay, everything will be fine. Because I did not want them to be worried. I did not want my parents to get anxious about anything. Not only that, I did not want them to be worried about me. I did not want them to think that I was thinking about anything bad. And then we ended the call. Later that night, I cried. Throughout that week, I cannot, I cannot count the amount of times I cried. Whenever my parents would call me, I sounded like everything was fine. But immediately, we would end the call. I would burst into tears. The worst part of everything was there was no one for me to talk to. There was no one for me to tell how I felt. There was no one for me to explain how I was feeling at that time. I was scared. There was no one for me to even say, will you pray with me, help me, at least remind me that everything will be fine. I couldn't tell anyone because I wasn't sure how how they would look at me after hearing this particular problem of mine. I didn't want someone to see me differently. I wasn't even sure how, how I was going to approach someone to tell them everything that was going on. So I had to Constantly remind myself that everything would be fine. Again, I could not tell my parents how I was feeling because I do not want them to get worried. And you know it's hard. It's really, really hard to comfort someone when you yourself need comfort. But you know something funny? As I would tell my parents everything would be fine and everything will one day be a testimony and how the Lord will provide. It felt like I was... Reminding myself that there was nothing for me to be worried about. This battle is out of my hands and it is in the hand of the Lord. So I shouldn't be worried about it. But of course, that is always easier said than done. Throughout that week, another thing that I did and I'm still doing is um worship. Midnight worship. Like around 1am, 12am. 2 a.m. I would worship for at least 30 minutes. Sometimes it would be 45 minutes. If I'm too tired, I would just keep it short. 30 minutes and I'm done. I would worship. Sometimes I would be led to praise. And it's and it would seem crazy for someone that is not a believer to praise the Lord. Like praise the Lord, sing, shout dance when you know that you are in the middle of chaos when you know that there when you feel like there is no hope but then you are praising God for who he is and even thanking him for what he is what he is about to do he has not done it yet you've not seen results but you are anticipating results and because you are anticipating you are praising him for results you have not seen because that is how faith works faith believes before it sees so whenever talking to anyone i would act as if i was fine like everything was fine no one knew anything was going on with me maybe if they saw me looking down or sad they would think maybe she's just worried about exams and that was it now i was finally able to talk to someone about this entire situation I did not exactly go into details. I just give like, you know, summary, brief. I just told them the problem. I did not tell them how I was dealing with the problem. So on Thursday, yes, it was on Thursday, the pastor in the student fellowship, it's not a youth pastor, like an actual pastor. He coordinates service, Bible study and everything in my school. So... He sent me a message, it was just, it was prayers for exams and I replied with an amen, like anyone would do. <laughs> I thought that was the end. To be honest, I wanted to talk to him about it, but I held back. But then he he sent me another message, asking me how I was doing. And then I was like, this is my opportunity, it's now or never, just talk to someone about this. And then I spoke to him. I told him, I was like, honestly, I think I'm going to have issues with writing my exams this semester. Then I tried to kind of downplay it a bit. And I was like, But you know, God is going to provide. God is going to, you know, show up for me. Da da da. And then he was like, What's going on? Tell me the problem. And then I was like, This it's about my tuition. I have an outstanding. And then he said, he understands and I shouldn't lose hope. I should keep praying and keep trusting God because God is giving me a testimony. Now, even though these were things I was telling myself before, it just felt different knowing that this is coming from somebody else. Looking back at it now, I honestly believe the Lord sent him to me. You know how you would have questions in your head and then would maybe watch a sermon or watch something something very random and then you would get answers or how the lord will comfort you through people sometimes through people that you do not even expect i believe that is what the lord did for me at that time because even though i was praying i was praising i was worshiping i still wanted to talk to someone i just wanted to get it off my chest I wanted, wanted words of encouragement from somebody else. Like, even though I would get encouragement from reading the Bible, hearing the Holy Spirit talk to me, leading me to certain scriptures, I still wanted to talk to somebody, like somebody that would give me, that I would hear. I wanted it to be from a person. I really wanted to talk to someone and the Lord sent the pastor to me you cannot convince me otherwise another thing he did was he did not just check up on me on that day he kept checking up on me asking me how i was doing and asking for updates that same thursday after reading my bible and praying i think i also recorded the intro of the previous episode if you've not listened to the previous episode you should go and listen to it after praying and everything, I felt reassurance. I felt peace. Yo, The way I prayed that day, it was different because the doubts were, were clouding my mind. The doubts, the questions. I was doubting the power of the Lord. I was asking myself, how is the Lord even going to provide? In what way? Like I know that he's not going to provide the way I think he's going to provide. We know the Lord always works in mysterious ways. But I, I was asking myself, what is the mysterious way? How exactly is God going to come through this time around? I started thinking of different scenarios. I started coming up with different scenarios. And then the, the questions kept coming. The doubts were coming in and they were coming in fast. I was asking, what if this problem is too big? I started putting God in a box. But then i would i would ask myself isn't god bigger than every and anything there is no mountain is too big for god to pull down and then the questions would switch then i started asking myself different questions i would ask myself questions like what if the lord is watching me right now and he does not want to deliver me from this problem what if he does not see me as worthy enough to be delivered? What if he's just watching me and he he doesn't want to help me? What if everything I went through this semester was just for nothing? But then the Lord reminded me of how he saved me. He saved me before. He saved me from depression. He came through for me during times when I felt like all hope was lost. He reminded me of all the things he has done in the past. One thing he reminded me of that I held on to while I was praying was the fact that while I was going through depression, I had given up on school. I gave up. I said, I'm not going back to school anymore. As someone who actually likes school, yes, I actually like school. I love learning things. I love learning I love being in the school environment. I gave up on school. I said I'm not doing again. I'm not going back to school. I had made up my mind. Like it was remaining for me to sit both my parents down and tell them I'm not going back to school again. But even though I had given up on school, I had given up on this particular thing, God brought me back to school. And I had totally forgotten about this. Yes, there were times during this semester when I would remember and I would thank God with a smile on my face, with a very big smile on my face, saying, Abba, thank you for bringing me this far. I had given up on everything, but you still still made your way and you still brought me back. But while I was going through all that the week before exams, I totally forgot about this. And then the Lord reminded me telling me that he did not bring me this far just so he would leave me hanging he would not leave me at the end when i was about to cross the finish line and then be like we're done no that is not the god that we serve if he leads you into something he will lead you through it and out of it now it was still thursday but there was no news and i was to write my first exam on saturday There was nothing. So after praying that Thursday afternoon, I felt good. I felt so much peace inside of me. So I was like, I'm going to sleep, then wake up later in the night to read. So when I laid down on the bed, my plan was to sleep. That was the plan. I did not realize when I burst into tears again. I was crying, like seriously crying. Then I started talking to the Lord said god you promised me you said you will not leave me and you will not forsake me you said you will not leave me alone so how is it that there is nothing like nothing is going on nothing is moving i'm writing my exams next tomorrow what is happening and then i continued crying i closed my eyes and then jeremiah 29 verses 11 came like It wasn't like open to the book of Jeremiah 29 verses 11. It wasn't a soft voice. The image of Jeremiah 29 verses 11 just popped up and it came so powerfully. I don't know how to explain it but just try to imagine it. I was a bit hesitant. I feel like at this point you would think I am a very stubborn person because I'm always hesitant to do something that the Lord is leading me to. Well, it was because I wasn't sure of what Jeremiah 29 verses 11 would say. That was until I turned to, I opened the YouVersion Bible app on my phone and then I saw what Jeremiah 29 verses 11 said. Jeremiah 29 verses 11 says, For I know the plans and thoughts I have for you, says the Lord, plans for peace and well-being not for disaster to give you a future and a hope then i heard the words trust me now you would think i was calm after that no second round of tears came <laughs> i cried and i was nodding my head I Was like yes i'm going to trust you lord abba my life is in your hands you are my only hope without you if you do not do anything there's nothing for me to do again. You are the only one I look up to. It's you and you alone. And that was it. Later that night, my dad called me and we spoke for a bit. And then again, I was reassuring my dad, say, everything will be fine. The Lord will provide. And then my dad would thank me for how I was handling everything and how I was encouraging him. But this time around, I wasn't encouraging him because I didn't want him to be worried. I was encouraging him because I knew that that the Lord was going to come through. I was confident and I had no doubts in my mind. The next morning being Friday, the next day, Friday, still nothing. And then I was supposed to write my first exam on Saturday, the very next day. But still, I was like, I'm not losing hope. Delay is not denial. I wasn't just encouraging myself because I did not want to lose hope or because I did not want to cry. But because I was confident in what I was saying. I was confident in the power of God. I had so much faith in Abba and I knew that he would come through. Because sometimes the Lord does not deliver until the very last minute. And I know that he is faithful. He is not the kind of god that would leave you halfway if you start something he will always finish that thing so i decided to record the previous episode on friday the first exam was not a written exam it was a computer-based exam so all i had to do was practice two questions yes just two questions as I was recording, I felt so much joy inside of me talking about, you know, talking about God. And while I was recording, towards the very end, I think I had finished. I had finished recording the whole episode. I just had to record the outro. My dad called me and said, "Um, we were able to gather something. Like, it's not everything, but we're able to gather something and i was so happy there was this unexplainable joy in my heart even though it wasn't everything i was still happy that we had something at least oh yeah i forgot to add something in my school we don't write our names on the exam booklet because apparently so that the lecturer would not know whose script they're marking so instead of names We were given barcodes so you would get your barcode first before entering the exam hall to write your exam but if you have an outstanding payment no matter how small you will not have a barcode a barcode will not be generated for you first of all your name will not even be on the attendance list for you to sign but well, from that Friday night till Saturday morning, because my exam was by 9 a.m. So from, you know, that time, we able to come up with a significant amount. And then I sent it to the school account. Then I sent the receipt to finance a record through email. Even though they acknowledged the payment, it wasn't certainty that I was going to write my exam because... It wasn't the full payment. That Saturday morning, I woke up very early. I woke up with the mindset that I was going to write exam because I actually slept very late. Because I was practicing for my exam. While I was taking a shower, this voice kept repeating over and over again that I I shouldn't bother. Why am I getting ready? Why do I think I'm going to write this exam when... I know that I'm not going to write the exam. Normally, doubts come in your own voice. Doubts try to mimic your voice to make it sound like it's actually you, to convince you, you know, to convince you. So, at first, I was like, you know, even if I'm not allowed to write the exam, maybe I'll be able to talk to the lecturer. Because that particular lecturer, yeah, I'm actually quite close to him. So, I can just ask him for a favor. But then, I was like, hold on, am I trying to take this matter into my own hand like I've prayed about it why am I still doubting and then I was like no God has done everything I don't need to worry about it the doubt kept coming as I was getting ready I was dressing up it did not sound like my voice again and I'm not even joking this voice was no longer in my head again it was too loud the voice was like just sit down, yes, you've had your bath, okay, you've showered, now, go and sleep, just, you're wasting your time, why Why do you want to go to school, it was, it was intense, but, you know, I prayed, and I was like, I'm going to school, I got my laptop, put it in my bag, and then, I walked downstairs, I ordered an Uber, I was like, I'm going to school, and I'm going to write my exam. Because the Lord has reassured me that everything is going to be fine. And he told me to trust him and I am going to trust him. Leaving home, the only thing I was holding on to was my faith in the Lord. Then the Holy Spirit reminded me to declare Psalms 23. So I went over Psalms 23, I recited Psalm 23, and I prayed using Psalms 23 hope filled my heart I felt so light I wasn't worried about anything I was so sure that I was going to write my exam and I was so happy to write an exam yes I was happy I got to school I went to the block where I was to write the exam and then I went to the venue The doubts tried creeping in, but I was like, no, I'm not going to let these doubts play with my head. I have faith in the Lord. I have faith in my father. Then I read Psalm 23 again, went into the exam hall, sat down, placed my laptop in front of me. Then I started my exam after what seemed like an hour or so. The invigilator brought in the attendance list for people to sign. Everybody was signing. Slowly, it was getting to my turn to sign. Then I asked myself, what if my name is not there on the attendance list? I pushed that thought aside. I continued with my exam until the attendance list came to to me. It was in front of me. I scanned the first page gradually, very slowly. My name was not there. Then I turned, I flipped the page. I started from the top. I was going through slowly. Then I saw my name. Immediately, I saw my name. I wanted to scream in the exam hall, but I immediately shut my mouth because, first of all, I know people think I was crazy. Secondly. I don't want to get sent out of the exam hall. I kept saying, thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. I was so grateful. I was so happy. I wrote my exam in peace and with joy. I was so happy. I never knew I would be so happy about seeing my name on a piece of paper. But to be fair, that piece of paper determined whether or not I was going to continue that exam. I was so happy. I was so joyful. And I was so grateful to the Lord. I am still grateful to the Lord. I, I can still remember how I felt at that very moment. And all I can see is, thank you, Jesus. On my way home, all I could feel, all I had in my heart was joy. And then I realized the Lord really showed up for me like never before. When I got home, I started thinking to myself, what if I had listened to the voice of doubt, the voice of fear? I would have missed an opportunity to write my exam because the Lord actually provided a way. The Lord actually made a way for me to write that exam. Because if you really think about it, the list was prepared beforehand. And my name was probably there even before we were able to make any payment maybe my name was there days ago already typed out in the list or maybe my name was added that very morning i don't know but all i can say is the lord came through the lord is ever faithful and he made a way where there was no way when i lost all hope again he came through why because he is faithful But if you ask me, I would say my name was there way before we were able to make any payment. Somehow, I am just very sure of that. That very day, the pastor reached out to me again and asked how everything went down. And then I said, the Lord came through. The Lord actually gave me a testimony. I said my name was on the list and I wrote my exam without any. Any problem. He thanked God and said he was very happy. Throughout that day, I was so happy and I kept thanking God. At a point, I got so overwhelmed by my exams, thinking about just my exams, that I sort of forgot what the Lord did. Until one time, While I was sitting down in a class I was reading for my exam I came to school very early to revise you know before my exam I overheard the conversation of these two girls one of them was talking about how a friend of hers that is also in her final year I'm not sure if it's the first semester or second semester but this girl was not allowed to write her exam because she did not make full payment of her tuition she did not have a backcode she tried everything but you know she was not allowed to write and then it hit me that could have been me i easily forgot about the whole thing and hearing that was a reminder of how i should really be grateful I should not just thank God now and then move on to the next thing. I should continuously be grateful for everything, especially the fact that the Lord, the Lord helped me to write my finals because without him, without Albert's help, I would have never written my finals. There was a point when I was afraid and I wasn't sure if the Lord will come through, but he did because the Lord is faithful right now I am happy to say that I am through with my finals I finished my finals I wrote my very last exam in the university on August 24th 2023 ABBA has kept me from the very first day my very first day in the university I can still remember what I wore that day up until now I'm literally counting days till graduation I still have my project, my final year project to finalize. But after that, I'm literally counting days till graduation. I don't think words can explain how grateful I am to Abba for all that he has done up until now. And I know that he still has more in store for me. A part of me is scared for what he has planned. But a part of me, in fact, my whole heart... My whole being knows that he has amazing plans ahead for me. Plans to give me a future and a hope. And that he will never, ever leave me. And he will never forsake me. I am never alone because he is with me. I shared this testimony for a few reasons. The first being to openly share and declare the goodness of the lord in my life second reason is to help encourage someone going through something similar it may not exactly be about school but maybe you're in a waiting season or you feel like abba is not listening maybe you feel like he is just watching you and not doing anything about it maybe you're beginning to doubt don't don't do that he he is watching he is waiting for the right time do not lose hope don't lose faith it's hard but the faith you had at the beginning of the trial hold on to that faith do not let it diminish for whatsoever reason always come to the lord in faith always pray keep praying keep worshiping keep Just keep engaging with the Lord. And the very last reason is um, in the book of Joshua, after the Israelites had crossed the Jordan River, Abba tells them to gather stones from the river where the priests that were holding the Ark of the Covenant were standing and then stack them up outside the wall of Jericho, almost like building a monument, they would just stack these rocks up so that when their children and um, the future generations would ask them what those rocks were for or why those rocks are stacked up, why they are there, they would say that that is a reminder of God's goodness and how he helped them cross the Jordan River. Honestly, you should read the book of Joshua. It's a very, very beautiful book. I feel like I say this about every single book in the Bible. But it's just that you learn so much from reading the Bible, reading people's stories and how the Lord uses people. How he is so powerful. How the Lord is a friend. The Lord is always there to encourage us. And to always remind us that he is there with us. How he is so forgiving. How he is so merciful and he is so good. He is a perfect God. And though we may not understand the things that he does sometimes. Sometimes he answers really fast. Well, other times it takes patience. He He answers at the right time. That is what I have learned. Whether it seems like he is answering or giving us a response very late, maybe at the dying minute, but to him, it's the perfect time. It's the right time. Do not let your trials separate you from the Lord, rather, let it bring you closer and closer to your Father. When you pray to God about something, don't let it be that God is your plan B or that you have a plan B. Let God be the only plan you have. Surrender to him when you pray to him about something. Give it to him completely. Do not try to control things simply because you don't want to wait. Abba reveals more of himself to us during our trials. You don't have to go through things alone, Abba is there, he, he is there to protect you, he is there to provide for you, he is, he is faithful and he loves you, he cherishes you more than anything there is. So just like the stones from the Jordan River, this episode is my very own reminder of Abba's faithfulness. It is a reminder of God's goodness in my life. Okay, We have finally come to the end of this episode. I was not expecting this episode to be this long. I am so sorry. I actually wanted to summarize everything, but somehow I ended up doing the exact opposite. I really hope this episode encourages someone out there and yeah thank you jesus and thank you guys for your patience and understanding please remember to share like follow and subscribe you can send in your messages using the link in the description or you can send a message on instagram at risenarmy.podcast never ever forget that jesus loves you see you next time i love you god bless you and wherever you are in the world good morning good afternoon and good night